Welcome to 1869, the Cornell University Press podcast. In episode three, we're talking with Suzanne Gordon about healthcare for veterans. Suzanne's an award-winning journalist and author who writes about healthcare. She is a co-editor of the Culture and Politics of Healthcare Work series at Cornell University Press. You can learn more about Suzanne and her work at SuzanneGordon.com. Stay tuned throughout this podcast episode to learn how you can be entered into a competition to win $50 worth of Cornell University Press books. Welcome, Suzanne. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, I'm so glad to be talking with you. So why is veterans' health care so important? Well, first of all, we owe a huge debt to people who were either drafted and put in harm's way to serve their country or volunteered to put themselves in harm's way to serve their country and they were promised that they would be cared for, they would get benefits like the GI Bill and other things and so we all owe people a debt and owe them to fulfill their promise if they were harmed then we really need to care for them, and this is particularly important in a country like the U.S., where we don't have a national health care system, and many of the people who are in the military service are working class or even poor people who really couldn't afford good health care and certainly couldn't afford the cost of the kind of health care um, that would cost, that, that would, for the very complex problems that they have, um, the second reason why veterans' health care is really important is because the VA has established a model of team-based, fully integrated national health care that really benefits all of us. And the VA does research, think the nicotine patch, the first implantable cardiac pacemaker um, that benefits all of us. And the VA trains 70% of our physicians and many, many other healthcare professionals. So the VA is, is, is the largest healthcare system in the U.S. So it seems to me that, you know, you, you mentioned there that um, sort of the debt uh, factor, if you like. It, is this even controversial? I mean, it seems like if, if somebody fights for their country, uh, they should probably be cared for afterwards. Well, it seems like everybody agrees with that and nobody wants to pay for it. And um, this has been a problem since the Revolutionary War. And we've made promises to veterans and their widows that we haven't fulfilled in the Civil War. Um, You know, politicians, particularly on the right side of the spectrum, uh, related to veterans by, like, wounded veterans by saying, well, why can't you guys pull yourselves up by your own bootstraps? And... Uh, it's very reminiscent of what the British said to the Irish during the potato famine. You know, you if we give you food or we give you health care, it'll undermine your character and you won't take initiative. And so these poor amputees after the Civil War were told, you know, it'll be bad for you if we help you. So there are people today, including Jeff Sessions, who 
was a senator and is now um, our attorney general, who, when Bernie Sanders in 2014 went to Congress and said, we need a better budget for the VA, he, for the Veterans Health Administration, he objected to that on the same grounds that people objected to helping veterans after the Civil War. So we have a long tradition of loving people when they fight or are in the military and somehow failing in our promise uh, to take care of them when they come home. Hmm. I mean, that seems like a, that seems like a, an interesting uh, uh, contradiction. So is, is there something uh, linked to that or, or maybe a larger picture even that you just wish everyone knew? Or I mean, is that the thing that you wish everyone knew about this well, issue? Well, I wish everyone knew. I, I wish, I think, I wish everyone knew a couple of things. I mean, one of them is that um, we should be, in my view, taking care of all veterans and giving benefits to all veterans. We have the money to do it. It wouldn't be that expensive. Um, but we won't do it, and we limit uh, the health care that we will provide only to the sickest, poorest, and oldest veterans. And um, that really is, is, is not a great way to, to serve veterans. But I think the other thing I wish people knew is that the Veterans Health Administration, in spite of some problems, and obviously, the largest healthcare system in the country and one of the largest healthcare systems in the world will inevitably have some problems. In spite of those problems, um, study after study, and, and I found this in my observation, shows that the veterans healthcare system is one of the best in the country, delivers care that is equal to or superior to that found in private healthcare, and that the private healthcare just isn't ready to serve the complex needs of veterans in in dealing with the problems that they have that were either acquired or exacerbated by military service. So is, is this almost like, um, because it's sort of viewed as a public health care system, is that, you know, in a way, one of its issues in this country, do you think? Well, in America, since for quite some time, we've had this crazy notion that the government can do no right and the private sector no wrong. And there are a lot of people who really want to promote that idea, particularly conservatives uh, or libertarians like the Koch brothers who really are trying to kill government and spend tons of money attacking the VA. And um, they are really trying to promote this idea. So a public health care system that works is really not in their interest. And so they've been promoting a lot of misinformation, fake news, if you will, about the Veterans Health Administration. And the media has just sucked it up. And I think that there's a kind of consensus in the United States, a tragic consensus, that public things aren't good and private things are. And that's just not true. And the VA is an example of the U.S. having invested over 70 years made an investment that has had a great return on its investment, if you want to put it in those terms, in helping veterans. And as I said, um, a lot of that investment has helped ordinary Americans. And it certainly helps, I mean, you know, it's not just veterans that are impacted by PTSD or Agent Orange-related cancers. It's their families and their communities. People can't work. People aren't productive citizens. People, some very tiny amount of veterans, you know, uh, can be dangerous to themselves and their families and communities. So 
Um, I think it's really important for Americans to to start questioning these notions, um, and there's no better place to begin that critical conversation than with the Veterans Health Administration and the proposals that are now being promoted to fix something that doesn't necessarily need to be fixed. Right, right. Um, next steps then for the VHA? What's up, what, what do they need to do? Well, I think Congress, I think veterans and concerned citizens and anybody interested in the health of our nation and equity and fairness in our nation needs to pick up the phone and call their Congress congressional representative, call members of the House and Senate committees on Veterans Affairs and say that they want more money to go to the VA and VHA and they do not want privatization or the gradual dismantling of this healthcare system. Um, by the way, Martin, uh, 92% of veterans in a recent survey of, by Veterans of Foreign Wars, which is not, um, you know, by any means some kind of left-wing organization, have said that they want the VA strengthened. We need a, a better budget for the VA. We need to stop the chronic underfunding of the Veterans Benefit Administration. We need to lift the hiring freeze at the Veterans Benefit Administration and also for some positions at the Veterans Health Administration. Um, and we need to offer um, competitive market rate salaries for healthcare professionals and healthcare workers at the VHA, which they're not allowed to offer now. There's lots of fixes. Um, and we need to really, I think the most important thing in the message of my book is we need to start getting rid of this perception that the VA is a healthcare system in crisis. The VA is one of the best healthcare systems in America. It's the only healthcare system in America that's integrated and publicly funded, and we need to protect it uh, and save it, not kill it. Well, it seems that uh, for any of us who are so inclined, we've certainly got our marching orders there. Um, yeah, I, th this has been really fascinating. Uh, very much appreciate you giving us an insight into uh, veterans' health care uh, this afternoon. So thanks, Suzanne. Thank you, Martin. That was Suzanne Gordon. Her new book, The Battle for Veterans' Health Care, Dispatches from the Front Lines of Policymaking and Patient Care, is available now. If you'd like a shot at winning $50 worth of Cornell University Press books, then tweet about this podcast using hashtag 1869. You'll be entered into a prize draw to find a lucky winner. You've been listening to 1869, the Cornell University Press podcast.